Christ tells us one of the ordinances of the church, one of two ordinances, in fact, that he commands the church, that he, that he gives to the church, is to remember his death until he comes again by observing what we call the Lord's Supper. Very simply, one of the two observances that we are commanded by Christ in the church, we are to remember his death in the assembly of the church by taking the Lord's Supper. In the past couple of months, maybe you've noticed this, I've seen this, I've seen some false ideas about the Lord's Supper, and they've become evident in these events of the last few months. I've watched folks, and they have panicked because they're not able to take the Lord's Supper. And maybe that's their tradition, but now we start to see the reasoning behind their tradition, and they are, they are panicked that they're not able to take the Lord's Supper. And so they were doing versions of it online and drive-through Lord's Suppers and things like that. Uh, but I, I, I want us to be sure in the midst of that and understand this. The Lord's Supper, now be sure biblically, does not add anything to us. Understand that. It doesn't add anything to us. It does not add to our salvation. It's not a part or a piece of our salvation. We're not adding to a stack or adding to a brick load, adding to our salvation. It doesn't save us. There is nothing tied to salvation in the Lord's Supper observance. It is not a means of receiving God's grace. Some believe that. It's a, it's a sacrament, and there's Christ's grace evident and passed out through it. Listen, the Lord's Supper, it is not a means of receiving God's grace. And, I, and if, if you held one of those understandings, it's no wonder you would panic. If you know what, this is part of my salvation, I surely would panic. If I'm going to miss some of God's grace that we need in these days, I surely would panic. But I want you to understand the true purpose is much more meaningful than all of that, much more important than all of that. Rather than those things, the purpose of the Lord's Supper, dictated by Christ, is that those that have been redeemed by Jesus Christ, and that's talking about us as believers. Listen, those that have been saved of no work of their own, those that have been forgiven of grievous and terrible sins, those that have been made right with God through the blood of Jesus Christ, those that have been redeemed in the cross of Jesus Christ, the purpose of this is not that we would receive some new grace, not that we would get a hand in our salvation. The purpose is that those people redeemed by Christ would never get very far from the truth of his death. And that's the purpose of this, that we would never get so far that our actions would neglect to see that it was his death that saved us. That we would never get so flippant in our, in our, in our Christian walk to say, oh, that's fine, and we wouldn't remember his death that redeemed us. And so very plainly, we are to remember the death of Jesus Christ in this observance. That is why he gives it to us very plainly, that we would remember the death of Jesus. You see, his death was my death. His death was your death. His, his death was for my sin. And sometimes we, we get glossed over from that. His death, his terrible death, it was for your sin. His death was the cost in blood. 
Not in silver, not in gold, not in religious duty. His death was the cost in blood for my rebellion, for your rebellion. It was what he had to pay to redeem us back. And were it not for his terrible death, listen, our debt would still be waiting. It would not be settled. Our our guilt would still be assigned to us. And we would be, listen to me, waiting on the terrible wrath of God to be poured out on us as sinners. You see, we've lost that part of the gospel, I believe. We're saved. Listen, we're not saved from poor days, hard days. We have those. We're saved from the wrath of God that will be poured out on sinners. We're saved because Jesus paid it all. Jesus went to the cross. And so listen, we remember his death. Well, today, we're going to let Scripture lead us on this journey of remembrance. We're to remember his death, but we're going to let the Bible, his verses, his words, lead us through this journey of remembrance. Today, I'm praying that God would lead us, that God would move us, that we would be confronted maybe again, maybe anew with the the reality of Jesus' death for sin. So we're going we're gonna to look at Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah, the whole book was written about 700 years before the birth of Christ. It's written by the prophet Isaiah. And I, and I like for you to, to remember that fact, 700 years before the birth of Christ. And, and in our minds that, that we have timetables and calendars and we mark time, we can't remember what happened 20 years ago, much less 200 years ago, 700 years before the birth of Christ, these words were written by the prophet Isaiah. Now, Isaiah chapter 53 is the account of the suffering servant. It is the account, the the prophecy of the Messiah by which salvation will be offered to mankind, to all of mankind. And so as you read through Isaiah 53, it is the description of each verse of our Messiah, of the Christ, of the anointed of God, the the Savior that would come and repair our relationship, be the remedy himself for sin, the suffering servant. Now, while we know that Isaiah 53 is a clear account of the Messiah, he, Jesus, is not named. And so we need to see, and that's what we're going to do to see today, is that Jesus is the fulfillment of each of the prophecies in Isaiah 53. Jesus is the Messiah. So this morning, I'm going to take each verse, and I'm going to read each verse in Isaiah chapter 53, and then I'm going to point you to one or maybe a couple of verses of the New Testament fulfillment in the person of Jesus the Nazarene, Jesus our Lord. Listen this morning. Hear this morning. Think about our Savior Jesus this morning. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1 says this, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? John chapter 12, verses 37 and 38 say, But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? 
And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Isaiah 53, verse 2. For he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. In the New Testament, Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Verse three, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. The word esteem means they gave him, we gave him no value. We saw him as having no value. In the New Testament, John chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Can you imagine that? The creator of the world, the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. And they yelled out, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He came into his own and those who were his own did not receive him. Verse four, surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken. Something must be wrong with him, smitten of God and afflicted. First Peter chapter three, verse 18. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for, for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse five, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him and by his scourging, we are healed. First Peter chapter two, verse 24 and 25. And he himself, listen to that. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. Jesus, he himself, every terrible sin, every sin we've ever committed, he took our sin, he became our sin, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you were Heal. Verse six, 
All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Romans chapter three, verse 10 says, and as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. Romans chapter three, verse 23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us, each of us, not one of us has not sinned. We have all sinned. And listen, our sin fell on Jesus. Our iniquity was placed on Jesus. Verse seven, he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before its shears, so he did not open his mouth. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. And while suffering, now listen, hear that word, Jesus. And while suffering, and while suffering, he uttered no threat but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Matthew chapter 26, verse 63. Now listen, Jesus himself is speaking. Jesus says to them, or do you not think that I cannot appeal to my father? And at once he will put in my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. He could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set him free. He could have called 10,000 angels but he died alone for you and me. Jesus, king of all kings, holding all authority, he goes to the cross and the Bible says, not a word does he say like a sheep before his shears, not a word, not a word does he utter. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he goes and not a word does he utter. Verse eight, by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. As for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due? Acts chapter 8, verse 33, Philip the evangelist is explaining to the Ethiopian of Jesus. If you remember the account, in verse 33 of, of Acts chapter 8, he says, in humiliation, his judgment was taken away whom will relate to his generation for his life is removed from the earth. A direct quote. In verse 35, it says that he was preaching Jesus to this man. Verse nine, 700 years before Christ, his grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. 700 years later, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Matthew chapter 27, verses 57 through 60. 700 years after Isaiah. And when it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. 
And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out into the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb and went away. Verse 10. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief if he would offer, if he would render himself as a guilt offering. He will see his offspring. He will prolong his days. And in the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper his hand. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. And he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not freely give us all things? Verse 11. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. Revelation chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and open its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your own blood, men from every tribe and every tongue and every people and every nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. And then verse 12. Therefore, therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death. It was numbered with transgressors. Let yet he himself bore the sins of many and interceded for the transgressors. Numbered with sinners. Mark chapter 15, verse 27, 700 years after Isaiah, it says, and they crucified two robbers with him, numbered with sinners, one on the right and one on his left. Jesus says to remember his death. Philippians chapter two. I'm gonna begin in verse seven. But he emptied himself. This is the completion of verse 12. But he emptied himself taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Hear that again. But being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus says, until I come again, remember my death, even death on a cross. Verse 9, and for this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the heaven. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen to me, friends. The King of all glory, the Prince of Peace himself, the Son of God, he submitted to death and he died on the cross of Calvary. And the Bible says because he died in, on that cross, we have his righteousness. Because he died on that cross, he has purchased for himself in the cost of his own blood a people redeemed. And the result of that, the only fitting result is that every tongue confess Jesus 
Jesus Christ is Lord. And so we remember his death today and the fruit of that, the exaltation of that is this, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That is our response. For sin and for sinners in our place, Jesus died. And our response is to proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord. Just a few moments, we're gonna come and we're gonna pick up our elements here. So we come, I want us to do two things. First thing is this, I, I want us to remember his death. As we pass by again, reminiscent of a funeral, as we pass by, I want you to think about Jesus. Jesus on the cross for your sin. Jesus dead as the payment for sin, the penalty paid in Jesus. So we come, the music's gonna play quietly in just a moment. You come by, I want you to think about Jesus. Second thing is this. Bible says that we're to examine ourselves in this process. And one of the reasons we're not to get too far from the death of Christ, one of the reasons we're not to get too far from the, from the picture of the, the crucifixion of Jesus is that is the standard of our examination. The Bible says we're to examine our hearts and, we're, and our actions and our words. We're to confess those things to him and we're not to take this observance if we have sin unconfessed in our life. And so as we pass by, I want you to think about yourself and the standard of the cross. I want you to think about your sin and the payment that was paid through the penalty of the cross and confess that sin and remember Jesus Christ.